Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Mission Matters Money Podcast, your source for all things money. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Rob Seacrest on the line, and he is the president over at Polaris Equity Group. Rob, welcome to the show. Thanks, Adam. Thanks for having me. So uh, I'm excited to get into the Polaris Fund and also uh, the benefits of cannabis-focused mortgage REITs. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm curious to, to figure out how this financial product works. I mean, I was in the industry for a long time, but I can't claim that I've heard of a cannabis-focused mortgage REIT, so I'm excited to get into that. But before we do, um, give us a little bit more of an overall background on the Polaris Equity Group in general. Tell us a little bit more about the company, please. Sure. So Polaris Equity Group is an asset-based lender uh, that was formed in, in 2010. The principles of Polaris have originated more than a billion dollars worth of transactions. Our focus has been primarily value-add transactions that are uh, fix and flip, ground-up construction, tenant improvements, things like that. Um, and that's been our focus. And we basically, when the Roebacher Blumenauer Amendment passed in 2014 that uh, defunded the Department of Justice from any prosecution of any cannabis-related business in a medically licensed state, we decided to pivot uh, to that to this sector, and we started originating cannabis transactions in 2016. Since that time, we've originated more than uh, 32 transactions for a combined total of $65 million. And then we launched the fund in 2018, and we just are converting to the mortgage REIT uh, this uh, next month uh, in 2020. Man, that's exciting. Um, and I, I just want to jump right in. So for the listeners, this is going to be a little bit more of a granular episode, um, so we're going to get into it. So you might want to listen to this one twice. Um, but I just want to start out with um, how does the Polaris Fund get the benefits of a REIT? Sure. So when you have an existing uh, uh, fund already uh, in place, the way that you get the benefits of a take uh, of a REIT is you create a sub REIT, and the fund fully owns that. So um, there's two directions to go: either you start the fund brand new as a REIT structure, which obviously ours was already in place, um, or you create a sub REIT. So uh, the technical word is a sub-REIT, but uh, to all of our investors, it, we are now a private mortgage REIT. And so um, let's talk a little bit more about the underlying assets and what you're, what you're investing in. So give us a little bit more of that. Sure. So the Forest Fund was created to be the first cannabis-focused uh, debt fund in the industry. And it's ironic because when we started in 2018, all the investors were, were chasing equity, and uh, mm -hmm. nobody was interested in a 15% uh, target yield. Today, <laughs> that has vastly changed, and now we are the most sought-after uh, asset class out there, and, and for many reasons. One is that uh, traditional real estate funds are, are really being hit hard right now um, mm -hmm. with the compression of yields and the increasing of, of costs for transactions. And, and now, with, uh, kind of with the current events that are happening today, um, the days on markets are most likely going to continue and increase, whereas opposed to our fund is focused on income properties with cannabis tenants, and they are less affected, if at all, in a, uh, a global recession, a national recession, um, or real estate cycle because people continue to buy uh, uh, you know, cannabis during those markets, especially medical and recreational type products. 
And so um, I know you said you're, you're coming up to launch the fund soon. Um, what kind of um, what kind of response have you gotten for this? Because obviously you had the you had the fund before, but now you're changing the structure of it. So now um, you're going to have the the REIT pass through. I mean, it's a little bit different than the direct ownership, right? Yeah. So um, it's so it's still a fund structure, um, mm-hmm. and the, the fund was it will still remain in place. So what, what actually happens is that. The fund um, will take advantage of this tax, new tax structure, which is effectively a 10, 20% tax savings off the top for mm-hmm. any um, interest income that is that is derived by the fund. And so that is a massive uh, increase. When you're an ultra-high yield fund like ourselves, which our target is 15, we did 15.5 uh, average for last year, and we did 20.4 for the last quarter, um, when you're that high of a yield fund, saving 20% is massive. And so we were able to go ahead and make this conversion now um, because the benefit was so so great to our investors that theoretically you should add about three points um, in, in a rough calculations of saving 20% off the top uh, to your net net yield that, uh, that you're, you know, after-tax yield. So that's really significant. And just to kind of hit some of the other benefits, that's for federal taxes. And for state taxes, the K-1s are issued for all the individual investors, and they're eligible to pay the income for the state income in the state that they're domiciled. And while that's important, if you're in one of those seven states that there's no state taxes, uh, Washington, Texas, Nevada, South Dakota, Florida, et cetera, you now have no no income tax on our funds uh, for the pass-through income. So these are some major, major things. Um, the uh, the what what the the response is is that we're we're not gonna we're we're just about to release this. Um, so by the time that this show hits the air, we'll probably be re- re- releasing it here, and it's the, the press releases are just about to go out. So we know it's going to be massive. Um, it's a it's a win-win situation. There's no downside. It also eliminates UBTI, um, which is a, uh, a, a kind of a thorn in the side of all self-directed investors out there when a fund takes on um, any warehouse line or any type of leverage. We're not leveraged, but we will have a warehouse line. Um, so we're just about to roll this out. And we went from quarterly distributions to monthly distributions. So we're trying wow. to be as, as attractive as we possibly can for the retail investors out there, the mom-and-pop people that are accredited investors that are looking for an alternative in the, this uh, you know unusual time, but this asset class is going to do well whether the market, whether the traditional real estate market is doing well or not. And so we really kind of foresaw um, the shifting in markets, and we have been touting that to our investors prior to there being any any global or you know recession. But now it's going to be case tested through these next few quarters, and we already are checking the metrics with our our borrowers and the dispensaries and the market indicators are that first the sales spiked, but we believe that was because people are hoarding uh, cannabis as well. But mm. we, we ultimately believe that there will be no diminish in um, the, when, it, when it comes back down to the regular uh, volumes of, of products being purchased. No, I, I completely get that, and obviously it's an uncertain time in terms of the market overall, but you can see, like, as you're, the way you're positioning this, and I love the, that you're making it accessible to um, to other investors that maybe couldn't couldn't access this market in the past. Um, tell me a little bit more about liquidity and, and what you're expecting there. 
Sure. So we believe, so first of all, we, we doubled our asset center management in just this last quarter. Um, in Whoa, congratulations. That's amazing. Let, let's not, let's not, let's not just skip over that one. Like that's not a big deal, Rob. That's a freaking big deal. Congrats. Well, it's tough in this. It was hard to get things going. It took us a long time to get our asset center management up um, over 10 million. And um, it, it, you know, now it, the velocity has really started to take off. So we believe that we'll double again in Q2. And that's compounded by not only the changing to the, the private mortgage REIT structure, but now we have engaged with a broker-dealer, um, all kinds of other avenues. And we've also re um, really focused on doing an organic campaign where we are launching our own YouTube channel where it has uh, at least 20 assets that are created, um, many uh, questions or, or interview questions for me, showing me at, at trade shows and, and conferences across the country, including being at the Benzinga event with Tim Seymour as the uh, – the moderator, who's the you know from Fast Money and CNBC, and several other uh, billion-dollar funds, and us, um, and showing that story. But also, we will have um, videos of our uh, of our uh, facilities that we lend on, so people can really see what these actually are. And it's really important to see that because most people don't understand how different cannabis real estate is from traditional real estate, and that's where we lose traditional real estate investors when we're explaining to them this uh, that, that cannabis is different. They just don't understand it because I, I can say the words, but they don't understand how massive the tenant improvements are for a property that can do millions of dollars a month as opposed to a non-cannabis property that would do hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. Yes, it's a huge difference when you're just thinking, um, when you're thinking square foot, when you think of the value add, it's just, it's night and day. Obviously, um, as this space gains more maturity, I think the, um, at, you know, at some point you would expect, uh, and I don't, I don't think we're anywhere near that. At some point you would expect there to be pressure on margins and other things like that. But for now, some of the people that are benefiting from this on the, on the early side of things, um, I mean, it's just, it's like, you know, a little bit more risk because some things are not known, right? But if you think about it from um, from the angle of what you're doing with spreading out the risk through a REIT, I mean, it's just, it just, it makes sense. Yeah, so um, just to kind of talk about the, the, the risk and, and so the things that we don't know, uh, we're still only lending on commercial properties with guarantors, corporate or personal guarantees from the sponsors and verifying the credit worthiness of, of the tenants that are cannabis related. So from that perspective, there is no additional risk. Where the additional risk comes in is with the compliance or the unknown uh, things. And, and one of those was scenarios was the vape crisis. And so those are places that things could, could have some type of black swan event in a, for a certain period of time or for a, uh, a geographic area. But we do lend across the country in all 33 medically licensed uh, states. And we don't believe that there would be a, anything that would significantly impact the entire portfolio at one time. And that could happen to any asset class. Yeah. Uh, so we are an emerging asset class, so there are mm -hmm. some potential additional risks, but we're also very conservative on how we do uh, everything here, and we mitigate those risks with doing lower LTVs, 50 to 60%. Um, we have the borrowers coming in with as much as 50% um, cash uh, for loan-to-cost, so 50% loan-to-cost on some of those transactions. And the, the personal guarantees or corporate guarantees when they're strong enough are very important to uh, mitigating those risks. And by the way, we're getting sponsors that we would never get in our traditional asset-based lending that we had before because 
these sponsors have no other place to go other than us. Mm. And so this is, that is something that people don't know. They, they disassociate or they think that because the yield is so high for our fund that there's additional risk, and that's not it. It's the, the dislocation of the markets. With the, it's our average note rate right now is 15.17 for the portfolio, and the yield is higher than that because we're sharing so much in fees from the manager or the GP with the LPs that in this last quarter of that 20.4%, 5% of that came from my partner and I, uh, the co-managers of the fund sharing revenues from our side. Wow, that's amazing. And yeah, I guess the risk-wise, I, I'd say political risk is real. I guess that's a textbook term for what it could be is like political risk. And you think about emerging markets like way back in the day when they're when we were just kind of getting started with equities um, abroad and what, how they're going to be on the exchanges here. Um, you would think about like things like that, but um, I get it. And the difference here really is that there's the the real estate and what's backing it. So um, no, all great stuff there, Rob. So Rob, if somebody's listening to this and they want more information on Polaris Equity Group or the Polaris Fund, um, what's the best way for them to reach out or to learn more? They can go to our website and look at uh, anything on there, and that's polarisequitygroup.com, and that's www.p-e-l-o-r-u-s, and the word equity, and the word group, spelled out, .com. Or they can just simply email info, at polarisequitygroup.com, um, and that's, again, spelled P-E-L-O-R-U-S. And just request more information, and we're happy to uh, provide those, uh, provide more, more information and get you on our distribution list. Fantastic. Well, hey, Rob, been great having you back on the show, and uh, and love to hear all the success and all the great things you're doing for all your investors and also for the people whom you're helping um, on the, um, with the real estate. So thank you for that. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes Store. If you are watching this on our YouTube channel, Mission Matters Money, definitely give us a subscribe there and leave us some comments in the comment section. Uh, love to know what you're working on and what you have going on in your end of the world. And Rob, thanks again for coming back on the show.